Welcome to The Converted. I'm Carl. And I'm Alyssa. And we're new members to the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. A.K.A. Mormons. We decided to start this podcast just to to give perspective from a convert's point of view for... Um, Old members, new members, uh, people who don't feel like they belong in the church anymore. I personally wanted to start it so younger people can understand, uh, um, realize that just because your friends are drinking and partying that it's not all that the gospel is amazing and true and having that in your life makes you one amazing person i personally wish i had the gospel in my life way longer um than just a year and a bit and so do i so today we're going to discuss just how we discovered the church and how we became members um so what made you interested in the church initially well when we were newly engaged, I really was looking for something that wouldn't say till death do you part. Because to me, our marriage wasn't until death. I kept thinking, well, why would you get off that easily? Um, so I looked and looked and looked. And finally, I found something. And it was the church. The church has eternal marriage. And families can be together for eternity. So I was instantly grabbed by that. Um, you even made a joke about it. Yeah, I even said, well, maybe we can just be... We saw the temples and saw how beautiful it is. So we thought, like, maybe we can just become Mormon for a little bit and then get sealed in the, in the temple and then, then leave. But um, Unfortunately, that's not how it works. <laughs> yeah, so that's not the case. And we don't we want to leave now anyway. Yeah, it's really amazing. And then, of course, I asked, the mission, uh, I asked for a Book of Mormon to be sent to me. Um, but the missionaries being missionaries, little Labradors they are, they were very eager to come teach me and help me understand the Book of Mormon. But at that point in time, I really wanted to read it by myself to get a better understanding of it and not feel pressured. So I tried to ignore all their millions of persistent phone calls and voice messages and SMSs. If they knew my, my address, I'm pretty sure they would have camped out. Instead, I found a, a wonderful initiative by Stephanie Nielsen from Nini Dialogues. She will send a Book of Mormon anywhere in the world for free if you ask. So, of course, I eagerly asked and awaited my package to be sent to me. And we went to the post office every every weekend. Just, uh, just to have a look-see. And, <laughs> there. Uh, and finally, when I was about to give up... There it was. I was so eager when I saw it. I couldn't wait till we get, got home. I ripped open the package and inside was the most beautifully wrapped Book of Mormon with a little twine around it, um, wrapped in the, with the utmost care. And with inside was a personalized letter and photo that Stephanie Nielsen um, placed in it. It felt like something super special. At that point of time, I didn't know that it was going to be as special as, as the Book of Mormon is. Um, During this time, though, we were busy planning to move to Ireland, so we were busy selling all of our possessions. So we didn't really read it as much. Um, I started reading it, but the pressure of selling everything we owned really got in the way. Yeah, moving to a different country, um, put a damper on really reading it fully. And I, I remember flipping through it and reading just the introduction and looking at the 
witnesses and thinking, well, that's that's smart because, you know, people would want to ask how would how do you know that um, the plates exist? And Heavenly Father needs to to instruct Joseph Smith to get witnesses. Uh, I thought that was quite amazing. Uh, so I was also grabbed by by the book. So we eventually. Eventually, we um, decided to take the Book of Mormon. Well, I decided the Book of Mormon had to come with us to Ireland. I just had this um, a natural feeling that this book is meant, I guess, I would call it a prompting now, uh, that the book had to come. So on top of all my clothes, all my clothes, I mean a very tiny bag, sat the Book of Mormon and it made its way all the way to Ireland. And when we got to Ireland, we just instantly felt more spiritually awakened. I mean, it's such a beautiful country, so you can't help but notice the, the glory of God around you in the creation. And uh, There's literally Jesus everywhere. Every park you'll go into, there's a Jesus statue. Every bus, there's a Jesus at the bus. There's cathedrals around every corner yeah. and churches, uh, big old uh, old churches. Uh, I remember standing in a 12th century church in Yol and looking at the stained glass and just feeling the, the reverence of, of the room, of the chapel and I just felt like I needed something spiritually more uh, because at that time I wasn't going to church um, of any any religion so we went to a Christmas mass at, at the Catholic Church and it wasn't really for us we didn't feel like we belonged there nothing makes you feel as confused as going to a Catholic Church there's a lot of curtsying bowing and you stick out like a sore thumb if you're not Catholic or know what's, what's going, going on. on. <laughs> uh, there were also some people standing in the back just with uh, sweatpants on, and they just seemed to be there for communion and then left. It was very, it wasn't the most uh, spiritual see, thing I've seen. Yeah. It just seemed like people were going to wash away their sins for the year and come back next year when it was time. Yeah, it's time to celebrate again. But the, the priest, is that what you would call? The priest, yeah. Yeah, He was starting, at the, he was such an amazing singer. That yeah. was, it was one of the most amazing voices I've ever heard. Yeah. And he moved like lightning. I did not know if it was his little outfit. I don't, I don't know if I can call it a little outfit. His robe, it seemed to be made him super fast. And he ran from the front to the back to go greet everyone when they left. So that was really wonderful on the mm -hmm. service. So, so when we then moved to, to Dublin, we were lucky enough to have a ward. Less than a mile away from where we were staying. We felt like it was fate. Yeah, because we have been reading the Book of Mormon, so now we can actually go to a ward. So we proceeded to go to the ward just to walk past, just to see what it's like. And we saw visitors welcome, and the church is from 11 till 2. And we thought, oh, we can do that. They mm -hmm. seem friendly enough. We went during the week. Uh, and we saw that. So on the Sunday, we actually did another walk by to see what kind, what what the people were wearing, in case we were very formally dressed yet again. And then maybe, uh, or be underdressed. So yeah. we just wanted to make sure, and we, we walked past and just looked at the people, and they seemed friendly enough. And a lot of people wearing navy suits. We realized, so like dark blue suits. We realized it's. I thought it was something specific to the church at the first time I went in there, but apparently everyone just really loves dark blue suits um, in the church. It's not to be coincidence. So we walked past <laughs> with two or three times. I thought they wanted to match the Book of Mormon. Yeah, we did. And um, 
we walked past and we decided after walking past two or three times and Melissa actually making eye contact with uh, a member, we, we needed to go the next week. You don't want to be the creepy person standing outside a church, crossing it three times while rubbernecking. And <laughs> Just be the, the church stalkers. Yeah. <laughs> so the following week, we decided to go and we confidently walked in through the front door and we were greeted by a missionary called Alfred McCaffin from Australia. He was a giant. Let's be real. He's a very tall, tall Australian man. And really friendly, um, as most people in the church. Yeah. And he greeted us and asked if this was our first time at that board. And I told him this is our first time in the church ever. And he tried After to... After looking extremely shocked. After looking extremely shocked. And he tried to... And he comforted us saying he'll tell us He'll sit next to us and show us what's going on and let us know uh, every detail of the sacrament meeting. And He abandoned us almost instantly. He threw off his jacket, jacket and went to hand out sacrament, abandoning us there. Yeah, so we were just there with the missionary's bag and coats. We thought, well, okay, this is off to a, a great start. <laughs> so we, we had sacrament and we proceeded to listen to the talks and I remember this feeling of um, calm washing over me and it felt right it just felt right it felt like the speakers were just speaking directly to me and I knew somehow that I was at the right place it felt like deja vu to me like uh, there was no other place I should be that everything led me there yeah and we then decided to stay for the whole three hours uh, which flew by, and we met the most amazing people, and everyone was very eager to help out, and the missionaries... Because he, uh, Carl was actually, we were looking for work in Ireland. So yeah, I was looking for a job, and there to told me, send me, send me a resume, and I'll send it around and see, see if we can help you out. So I was overwhelmed by the, the kindness of these people that just met me. So we met with the missionaries, the following day and at the end of our first lesson they, they asked us if we wanted to be baptized a month later. It was very fast but it's the missionary sales tactic and it works. <laughs> it really did. We we were caught off guard and we said yeah we, we could definitely work towards that. But everything just felt right at that point in time when they were talking to us about the plan of salvation, the plan of happiness, all I kept thinking is but it, isn't that how it should be? Yeah, because it just felt like deja vu. Like, they did not have to explain it to me because I already knew it. Yeah, and after our first lesson, then we, we spent the whole time just researching the church. They wanted us to come back with questions, so mm -hmm. I tried to get questions. I went onto an ex-Mormon site to see what issues people had with the church. To me, it didn't seem like issues at all. It just seemed like were a man that had issues with the law of chastity and I one of our first questions was about Caleb and of course the other one was is is there a reason everyone wears dark blue suits or is it, it was a a just a coincidence. <laughs> so that caught them off guard which was which was nice too, to catch the missionaries off guard for us <laughs> uh, but the rest uh, of the time they we had the opportunity to meet with them four times a week and also teach with them and we prepared really 
very thoroughly yeah? and everything that people had a problem with the church we we seem to feel like it's just it's right uh, a little quick note we were already living the words of wisdom before we knew about the words of wisdom we stopped drinking way before we even knew about the church yeah um, so we, yes yeah so we saw what the changes that made in our lives so we weren't drinking coffee or yeah. anything like that so we when we learned about the words of wisdom we just knew it was was true because we saw the changes that had in our lives and um so we shortly a month later we we got baptized and green water there was some problems with the plumbing and then we just felt like ireland was showing us the green colors because it was close to st patrick's day as well it was and uh, luckily it wasn't brown because that was a problem that they had with the pipes before yeah so we got baptized and um i actually fell into the baptismal fund afterwards uh which I was just happy not to to have say a bad word after falling in. Well, you had to go back to baptize your your glasses, didn't you? <laughs> yes, of course. And uh, we decided to make the ward wait a little bit longer yeah. before we had the, the end of the, the, the baptism. And since then we've We actually had a baby because yeah. we we wanted to um, make our eternal family a little bit bigger. We're still planning on having more, but right at the moment we have little Aaron. And he's, he's our, just amazing. He's our true blessing and a little monster all at the same time. We don't know if we'll ever get sleep, but it, no, you can sleep in, uh, in a spirit, per- uh, spirit <laughs> prison. <laughs> Joking. So, spirit paradise. Spirit paradise, yes, indeed. And we then had to come back to South Africa shortly after being baptized and um, we had a really trying time and my testimony in the church went from it being all about the people the beautiful glow and the amazingness of the people from having bad experiences here in the world with some ignorant things that were said by people here um, in the wards and just not having the same feeling and not feeling like this was the best of feelings that I could have. My testimony went from with the people to with the church, that I truly believe in the gospel and in the church and the teachings and that the gospel is true and I should go back every Sunday to um, worship God because that's what it's really about, to not let people interfere with saying, if I want to to see light, I will show it myself. We now have... Aaron Yuki joining us. Um, he woke up from a nap. Um, as we came back to South Africa, uh, my testimony grew strong about the power of prayer and the law of the fast because I needed to find a job and so I, I fasted and I prayed. I, I applied for jobs and went for interviews. It worked so well. Uh, it worked too well almost because I, I in one week I got offered two positions. which Two <laughs> great positions. Two great positions which I then had to to pray a bit more and fast a bit more to make the right decision. Uh, so that's really been a, a pillar in my life where it's made it possible for me to to get through adversity that I was facing. Um, so we are, I've since um, received the Melchizedek Priesthood and we're planning on... We even got our temple recommend. <laughs> yeah, so we're planning our trip to the temple real soon. 
it's a little bit far, so it took us a while to get there. Yeah, we were planning on going there when we just came back to South Africa, but I had a job interview, so the time didn't work out. It's about a, a thousand miles away from now. Um, we are also both the, the first members of the church in our families. How is that for you? Uh, my, my family thought when I told them that we had joined a cult, uh, that people, <laughs> the cult just found us in Ireland, and uh, now we are Mormons. Because I, I told them initially that we were becoming members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. But a lot of people don't know what that means. So when I told them Mormons, my mom's face just dropped. Cramped <laughs> like, and uh, then I initially, I eventually explained to them what the church believed. You know that it is Christianity. Your dad has actually been amazing with family search. He's been he's been in family history, uh, and he's, he's been, gone to um, a family search center. Yeah, here, uh, here and he's been doing so much research about the family, and that's really great. So maybe I can get him more interested in what the church does with the. History. He actually saw the Mormon Tabernacle Choir. Yeah, he saw them once in the States when he was studying there. Um, so. And my parents think that we're called a polygamist and he wants to have more than one wives, but that's just ignorance and yeah. we're, we're teaching them a little bit at a time. We're trying to show them through the way we treat each other and we treat our family that, you know, that we we are living the, the right way and that we there is something to, to what we believe in and how that reflects in our personal mm -hmm. life. And the gospel makes me truly excited. I'm so excited to be a part of this church. I'm so excited to be raising my son in this church. I'm excited for the future of the church. I'm excited that we have a living prophet today and that Joseph Smith restored the gospel, the true gospel on this planet. For, so for this episode, I would say the key word would be truth. Yeah, and we have a, a scripture from Moroni 10 verse 5. By the power of the Holy Ghost, you may know the truth of all things. And I truly believe that because I feel that every decision we made um, since seeking the truth uh, led us to, the, to Ireland, to the ward, to getting baptized. And we had these small impressions along the way, even before we were members of the church, um, and that if you if you seek, you shall find. And yeah. That really has been such a blessing to us in our lives, and we hope to. I hope people can find find these blessings as well. Because the truest happiness is knowing that our heavenly Father loves us, and that He loved us so much that He gave His only begotten Son for us. And there's no better blessing than the blessing of eternal life. And I, we know that we're special because someone died to save us. Mm. Um, so if, whenever you're feeling low about yourself, yeah, you just know, remember that. The atonement is, is a wonderful thing. So I think that's about it for this Yeah, this that's about episode. it for today, about our stories. We, we look forward to, to you getting to know us better. And we hope you guys subscribe and, and leave some comments and you can email us on the converted 1830 at gmail.com it's the converted 1830 at gmail.com next week we'll be talking about missionaries is there a good mission uh, there's good missionaries and then there's bad missionaries and can you be a bad missionary we'll find out they're and they're very very hungry missionaries we're actually feeding the missionaries next week so, so we'll, we'll let you guys know how that went uh, thanks for listening and we hope you have a great week.
Bye. Bye.